Mark, Mark was showing off her button pussy. While you were smacking it with a belt, you know. Because she's a little slut. She, and she smiles <laughs> like a little slut. That's it was awesome. a nice view. All right. I need you guys to, uh, to close your eyes for a minute. I'm afraid. Just close your fucking eyes. Jesus Christ. God. I just want you to picture that out there right now. And per- close your fucking eyes. <laughs> I just perverted <laughs> in perverted podcast land right now. There is at least five to seven people that are in places that maybe don't have big community and they are depending on us to pretend that our lives are really fucking exciting. Then they're fucked. And I just want you to my my life is exciting. I just want you to bring that bring that magic. Can is you, can I can I envision them naked? I want you to envision all of our perverted podcast listeners naked Done. with cheering your name. No. <laughs> holding up large salamis. What? Just large giant No. <laughs> Italian dried salamis. Ew. Oh god, why? And they form letters with the salamis. <sighs> and they say I don't. I don't want. Salami. Do you want my salami? Uh, I'm gonna open my eyes now. <laughs> the following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Woo! I like our woo. We got to keep the woo. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of one member of our audience. Who's a slut? Hello, Mark. Hi. Slut. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. Labia. Really? Labia. I'm sorry, who are you? Labia, labia. He's labia, labia. Labia man. Labia injury. God damn it. Labia, labia, labia. Let's talk about a business, labia. Labia, 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 labia. <laughs> I'm very Hi. proud of you. Was that a totally ad-libbed labia song? It kind of was. Only on Perverted Podcast. Labia. Abyss had an accident with her labia. I want to hear about this labia accident. Fuck off. Tell us, Abyss. My poor labia. Inner or outer? Inner. Aww. And the cute one, too, because her labia, like, one's like a little tongue that sticks out. Like, you know, the one's really, really short, like stubby labia. And the other one's kind of like... Like the little tongue sticks out. Did you just out. call my labia stubby? Is that her nickname, stubby? No, the the your your left your right labia is short, and your left labia kind of goes. Meh. It basically, when it gets excited, it sticks its tongue out. It looks really cute. That's a cute labia. <laughs> All right, what labia. happened? Well, okay, so we were having. It was hot. We were having sexy time, and but not just sexy time. We were going. All right, you go ahead. No, 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 no. I want you to describe all of the wonder that was, because Kathy, if you could have seen my fucking view, it was way sexy. Well, labia view generally it was, it is was, quite sexy. I mean, this was labia times like a bunch of other stuff going on. Wow. How go many ahead. labias were you looking at? No, just hers. Oh, okay. Just Abyss's <laughs> gorgeous goddamn labias. All right, go ahead, Abyss. 
um, yeah, so we he had tied me up and face planted me. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, no, <laughs> stick with the romantic part. I want to know about the face plant. No, no, no. <laughs> I tied her up because she's a kitty, right? You know, so bondage with abyss <laughs> is always problematic because you know Kitties she like rope and she, string. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I'm like and I'm like kind of just you know I know some rope and I'm still learning shit. So she's like. Rah! And I'm like, I'm trying to fucking do a thing I saw on YouTube. God damn it. <laughs> so I, I turned her around so she couldn't see the rope. So I did like her hands behind her back and I started doing like a little, you know, behind the back. It was harness. like a harness. It was it was sexy. But then like he like leans me over the bed and all of a sudden like he lets go. <laughs> and so all you hear is because I, I realized when I I now now I when I panic or I'm going through a red like going through a, like speeding through a yellow light. I go. Meow, meow, meow. Straight onto my face. Creative Explorer does that to me. He he ties my hands behind my back, makes me kneel on the bed, tips me over like a fucking cow. Oh! (laughs) Next time, like a fawn, (laughs) like a young gazelle frolicking cow. You tip cows, you don't tip fawns or gazelles. (laughs) Sure, you do. You just do it very quickly, fucking fast. All right, tell us about the labia. So basically, uh, we have we have sexy time and. What else did we do besides? You know, why don't you just tell the story? No, 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 no. I just want to talk. Oh, man. He went silent. Go ahead. He's awful. I like this. (laughs) So basically, he had gotten these inflatable butt plugs. Yeah. So he put one of those. (laughs) Wow. He put one of those in there, and then we had the Hitachi, and I guess because I'm a big old whore, I'm like, "Uh, can I have something in my pussy? You know, like you do. That's not a, a, a bad thing. You know. So he grabs the glass dildo. Which is great because, you know, they're they're wonderful because they're easy to clean, blah, blah, blah. Well, he starts fucking me with it. And, of course, I'm trying to get off. And the the Hitachi and the glass dildo pinch my labia. <gasps> it gets caught between. And, oh, labia uh, pinch. But before that, yes. before that, the view up just from her legs and the, the inflatable butt plug in her fucking hot sexy little porn star ass and and you know the glass dildo and the hitachi and then it just goes up her tummy and the 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 wrap the rope around her boob lifting up was was so gorgeous it almost made you completely just because she was turned on and i was turned on and you just didn't really notice labia medical emergency (laughs) (laughs) there was a A labia medical emergency. You didn't hear that going off. I mean, everything was just so hot. It was just going in all the time in the background. Labia medical emergency. I want that alarm in my house. So, so all of a sudden. And it was, of course, I'm trying to get off. So I'm all soldier through. And so I came and which was great. But then like we look down, it's all. Labia medical emergency. And the Hitachi's covered with blood. blood. Oh. <laughs> I'm all mer. What's bleeding? <laughs> so, uh, so your labia is in a sling now. I, I I want a teeny tiny sling for it because then, of course, I had a sexy date night last night too, which there was Hitachi's involved. And of course, you know, I'm a big old fucking whore, so I'm all I'll soldier through. But you <laughs> are a whore. <laughs> so my 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 labia is sad. <laughs> But it was hot. It was hot. And and it was funny when I dropped her on her 
update. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. What is, no, this, what is this I see about Chewbacca? No, Chewbacca. We don't. No. All right. If you go to the perverted podcast profile and if you can see our videos, um, go to the Chewbacca video. It's 14 seconds long. It's kind of fun. It's Chewbacca fucks a cantaloupe. This is on FetLife? This is on FetLife. It's also on YouTube if you go. <laughs> Isn't it chew- on our website too? It's uh, No, not yet on we our website. We don't upload our own videos onto our own website. Yeah, I'm a little... Uh, I'm a- <laughs> Labia medical emergency. So that's up. So I just wanted to tell people that that was up because it's kind of funny. It's only 13 seconds long, and I was just sitting there late at night going, you know, what if Chewbacca fucked a cantaloupe? Oh and this is, you know, kind of what happened. But what's more exciting, more exciting before we get into Fat Life stuff, mm-hmm. is on this show, and I've wanted to do this for decades. Wow, literally decades. Decades. And we're now going to do it tonight. We have in front of me on the clipboard. The clipboard? The clipboard, yes. Labia <laughs> Medical Emergency. Tonight we are doing Kinky Mad Libs. Ooh. I have no applause. There was supposed to be. I'll no, do it here. Yeah. Yay! Applause. <laughs> okay, so for those of you, I have, I, when I was a kid, who wasn't a kid, at least in the States? Oh, yeah. Um, and Mad Libs, there are, these, there are these stories that are written. They're kind of dorky stories that are written. Written. And uh, and then they take out all of the um, adjectives, nouns, uh, you know, all the grammar stuff, and then you replace them with a word, and then at the end you read it back, and then it comes out, you know, funny. And you you always have ones like but. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what that's what our job is. So we I got a Mad Lib. They let you download one <laughs> to Ooh. test. I'll buy them. I don't care. And so tonight we're going to try Kinky Mad Libs, and at the end of the show we're going to read it. Yay! So we will start. So throughout the show I'll ask for a couple. So first, they have to be dirty. Okay. Really fucking dirty. I don't think we'll have a problem with that. Check. Okay, because you can't be all like walnuts. You know, that's kind of lame. Walnuts are dirty. So first, once again, Abyss and Kathy don't know the story, nor Mark. So um, give me an adjective. Sloppy. Really? Do you like re- a sloppy pussy. <laughs> uh, okay, sloppy pussy, fine. Okay, give me two and then we'll move on. Give me an adjective, another adjective. Mm, George Foreman. <laughs> That's a proper, I can see we're never going to make it through this, ever, ever. Oh, I don't even have a fucking FetLife jingle. Oh. Because it was the thing, this is now just train wreck. Oh, you, train wreck. oh yeah. Oh. A live, a live one. Fet life stuff. <laughs> you know I'm gonna edit every fucking piece of this out. Don't edit I'm it. I'm just gonna edit it, it all no. out. This is so horrible. I'm just gonna. We're gonna go straight from the following show. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's gonna go. Fet life stuff. Fet fed fet life stuff. Oh my god. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we have talked about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Oh my God, I hate myself. Please don't edit. Okay, so we're, we're going to go into the first post by Lady Fancy. Ooh. Because she fancy. She fancy. She wrote a post called Volunteerism and Tithing in the Church of Kink. She says, I've been thinking a lot about my goals for this year and how I can meaningfully better the world that I live in. 
Lately, I've been hearing about how coordinators are having difficulty getting the help they need in order to provide a safe, clean, and seamless event for their guests. Nowadays, we have an incredibly rich and dynamic array of places to go to and things to do, but the people who are running them and making them happen are tired. They are often starving for help and short on needed funds. They end up having to lean heavily on a small core group of same volunteers Mm. while dozens of newbies (laughs) and veterans alike pass through their events without giving back. We can't afford to see the kink community as merely a product for consumption. It's not a gumball machine. It can and should be so much more than that. I would encourage you to put some real thought into what you could do throughout the next year to support the community. It's a good goal, I think. Hmm. Where do we start? (laughs) As we are all volunteers. Labia medical emergency. I'm going to punch somebody in the labia if you don't stop doing that. Hey. Not not you. Don't punch your labia sling. So let me just first start by saying that I don't, I'm not talking about somebody who's working a 40-hour week and has family and has so many obligations. Here at Threshold, you pay your $25 a year uh, membership fee, and then you pay at the door for every event, and you're really not obligated to do much more than that. We, so I'm not talking it's about people who can't. a volunteer organization. Yeah. It is a volunteer organization, but... Someone has to volunteer. Otherwise, I there's understand. no organization. But not everybody can. I have had actual jobs in the past. Not like now where I'm homeless and what? poor. <laughs> I've had 40 hours. I have no jobs. respect for you. I thought you were my vagabond sister no, from I another now, mister. But I used to have another life. There was no way I could have volunteered. So I'm really not, I, I don't mean to diss people who can't volunteer. But there are quite a number of people who can. And I, in the post even she says, if all you can do is show up to an event and donate the first 20 minutes of your time to doing whatever the coordinator needs at that moment, be that person. They will love you for it. And she is 100% absolutely right. Because to the listeners who don't know, Boogie and I serve on the board here at Threshold. And when I read this, I thought, yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> I can't do anymore. I, I mean, if I... Well, as, as someone who I used to be DM chair... And I had to step back because I started working sure. and it was because I couldn't balance both. So I still do my DM shifts and I help out wherever I can. I do security. See, but, but that's what's the difference between other people and you is that you you stepped back. You didn't stop altogether. You at least put some effort into the club that I think we're just we're very um, jaded maybe. And we think that this is always going to be here. But we are so lucky to have this club. Mm-hmm. And even still. Oh, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I mean, also, even if it's someone who can't do um, a, a guaranteed shift at the door or DM or, you know, be able to help with setup, even people who come to the parties, I would strongly, you know, suggest help put away chairs, you know, do do things that, they, that can help people get the party going. And at the end of the night, gather your shit and get the fuck out. Because it ma- it matters little it does, things like that. Because it's one of those things where it's like we had an amazing who was also a listener who came out and last party he stayed and helped do all the dishes. Like that was just incredibly sweet. We gotta we, get him on the show. Right. And then we he also, actually joined because he listened to Perverted yeah. Podcast all the way from where he was guy. moving. Yeah. 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 And guy. then I mean I mean Fee used to do that all the time too and Busy sure. B. Uh, well like anything. I think like we that. have I think we wanna this is really easy to be a bang on non-volunteers uh, as a volunteer kind of thing because we do get tired. I, 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 I don't know how it is in all the communities across this great perverted podcast planet that we own. Um, 
But in our community, we really do have a lot of volunteers that step up. We have literally 50 to 75 people that reliably will do something here at Threshold. And it's a big club. We have a lot of stuff to do. We do get a lot of stuff done. I think the the thing that I notice is when it makes the jump from putting away chairs, um, which a lot of people will really volunteer because they're there. And we tell people in orientation, hey, man, we understand that people have busy lives. Just when you're here, try to be helpful. You know, if you can be helpful, be helpful because it is volunteer. It's an, it's a nonprofit. And be helpful when you can. But I think there's a big jump from the people that are actually willing to take a commitment to do a door shift, to do a dungeon monitor shift, to, you know, maybe be a part of an orientation or a class or to help with a class or to commit to that class. I think there's a jump. And I really, what I have found, and Fauna, you know, who who is now dead, um, <clears throat> and I sing duets with her. We all know about Fauna. We've talked about her on the show before. Mm-hmm. Fauna, and, uh, Fauna was really big on leadership training, building up people. And I learned a lot from her in that regards because – a lot of people don't volunteer because they just kind of have that little fear that they can't do it. They're not going to be able to be at the caliber that they think they should be or whatever is in their head to not do it. And Fauna was really good. And this is what I learned from her is you just need to go and tell people the leadership just needs to go and tell people, Hey, by the way, I've been watching you. You have a really great attitude (laughs) and, and you can do this. And I'll be there for you and I'll help you in that process. I did that with the entire board, this whole board. Everyone I just called up, there were people who hadn't run. Obviously, Kathy was kind of you know in position to do that. And uh, one of the other board members was already here for uh, you know a long time. But it really was just reaching out and putting that in their head and just saying, hey, you can do this. It's not that hard. I'm a gigantic fucking live in a motorhome retard, non-committal for thousands of years, not doing anything, and I'm doing it. So if I can do it, you can do it. And I really think that it's this isn't just about the people that are members or go to a local community that are doing stuff, but it's also the leadership of those communities that you really need to reach out to people who you see have that potential and say, hey, you can do this. It's not that hard. Yeah. I think it's also the big thing that we keep poking at is community. It is the kink community. The community in general needs to help the community, not just, and it's the kink community, not just the leather, not just the gay, not just whatever. It's the community in in general. If if you're in a place where you- BDSM kink lifestyle, the umbrella. If you you come to a dungeon or events or whatever, you are part of the community, which means you should at least, if nothing else, throw a little bit in. And then one thing I really enjoyed from her uh, post, Lady Fancy, is she's somebody who works a full-time job. She's a very busy woman. And she st- then the post, she says, I made, I'm making a New Year's resolution. I want to see what I can do. And she's picking and choosing what she can do based on her schedule, what she's capable of doing, and what she's passionate about sure. doing. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can do something like that, too. That's what... I think people sometimes will look at volunteering and think, I, I literally don't have time. Well, you have no idea how many things you could do that really do not require a great deal of your time. So. When people see, I mean, and it's not just if we all kind of have like on the podcast, obviously here, our mission statement is to reach out to the world and show them to take away all the the evil myths that we're all just bad 
rapist, evil people. Um, and that's our mission statement. But that's the mission statement of the general community, too, is to show the world that, hey, you don't have to be one in, what we're into, but don't judge us because we're just normal people like you. When people show up to events and they see people you know, helping and being excited and taking out trash with a smile on the face or seeing me like a fucking chode walking through with a mop, you know, uh, there's, it, it really does build that kind of like, wow, it's okay to be, these are real people. These are people getting together. It really is a community. And it, and it, I know people who have showed up. I stayed here because of volunteers. My first day that I was at threshold was a carnal carnival event and what the volunteers had created for me, total, never been to a dungeon before, guys, seven years ago, whatever, um, changed my life. Mm-hmm. Because they were there and they were these people were passionate about this. They wanted me to have a good time. They made sure everything was set up. And it really does make an impression when you volunteer. It made a huge impression on me. So get out there. That's right, damn it. All right. So let's go on to our next one. And this one is from Nightbird. Uh she said, the title is hilarious. My pussy doesn't betray me. She's just stupid. Labia <laughs> Medical Emergency. Oh my God, I laughed so hard when I read this post. I immediately emailed this her and said, post. please let us talk about this. Well, so she's talking about how she and her boyfriend are, are fucking, and she's a little bit dry, which she finds kind of unusual because <laughs> it doesn't always happen. But then the dude starts talking to her and saying things like, are you ready to be punished this weekend? And you know what the punishment is when you forget the coat hangers, right? Do you think if I punish your cunt, you will remember next time? <laughs> so <laughs> Obviously, she starts gushing right away. And she <laughs> says, please believe me when I say I really don't like punishment of any kind. It's not that she is betraying me. Here she's referring to her pussy. Mm-hmm. Giving away some dark, dirty secret that deep down I actually enjoy punishment. She's just that stupid. Without understanding a single word, she hears that tone in his voice and the poor little thing just gushes. Think of it like you're talking to your dog. You can tell your little pooch that he's the filthiest, most vile creature in the world for eating the crotch out of your most expensive panties and that you're going to enjoy killing his sorry ass. But say it with a sweet voice and he just looks at you so lovingly with ears perked and tail wagging. Why? Because he doesn't understand a damn word you just said. He's just happy to have your attention. So there you have it. Apparently, my pussy is an attention whore with a really low IQ. (laughs) 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 And we love pussies that are dumb like that. (laughs) We live for those. Which which I will say, that's that's generally mine. Like, I've had to explain to new partners, like, no, I get really wet. It's like, you you look and go, are you excited? Are you Yes. (laughs) I just like the part. Other people. There's so much about this that is wonderful. <laughs> what I think was wonderful was when she was describing him saying things. <clears throat> Pardon me. I think people really think that there's only one part of your brain that hears shit. That there's only one part of your brain that when it hears actual words or tones or sees colors or whatever... But there's so many systems in your brain that are affected by words, by sights, by sounds, by body language, by intention, by aggression, by dominance. All of these things that you get from people that 
affect all these other parts of your body and and in a sense it's funny like no your your pussy doesn't know the actual words but it knows the intention and that goes to a part of the brain that just bam instantly it is so fun i get it it's just that here's the confusing part for me there are things that i really do not enjoy i don't like them i think they are vile and in real life i'm like if you were to say that to me i'd put my fist right through your face mm-hmm. and yet <laughs> you masturbate this. frequently <laughs> to those thoughts sometimes in the i i will hear someone say it in the middle of an intimate bonded relationship and i am my pussy is gushing well, it, it's intention, too. I mean, from that person, it's it's kind of like you don't bottom to everybody. Or, rightly so, you may call your sister a bitch, but if anyone else does, you'll fucking kill them. You know, it falls under that category. Mm. For me, like, I was raised feminist. I was raised, you you know... This, you know, that you that you you stand up and you don't take shit, especially from a dude and, you know, all this stuff. But face slapping total like turned into a kink for me which was like the instant no no go fuck yourself button like if you slapped me in the face in outside of of the kink relationship i would kill you that's like my instant rage like hulk button but in the right situation it's fucking hot and bam instant drenched panties this is where we i just watched this video the workshop it was an older movie about like a love sex camp or something and there was a speaker and it was so funny how this just totally goes in line with that um i forget the guy's name paul something he's like some old guy with a beard but he's like total hippie laid back all sexual all and just that whole idea of ripping away all the bullshit because like what you were just describing were there were a lot of programmed ethics and morals that if you say this this is the response you're supposed to have and if someone does this this is the response you're supposed to have and when you peel away all of that fucking bullshit which we use to protect ourselves so it's it's bullshit but it's something we use to survive and protect ourselves and navigate you know being eaten by lions or murdered or raped um but it is bullshit when it comes to what do you really desire what really turns you on because the fear that we have that oh my god and we get this in kink this is like kink world problem number one they come in the door they try something maybe they have spanking in their head and all of a sudden someone fucking calls him a dirty slut or or you know makes fun of his dick or or whatever and it turns them the fuck off and the next day they're like oh i can't believe I can't believe I was turned on by that. And then there's like guilt and shame and all that stuff from that programming. When the reality is at your lowest animal form, that is what turns you on. And as you kind of develop in this lifestyle, you learn how to navigate allowing that to happen. Like Abyss talking about with face slapping that you go, okay, I know I was programmed to this, but I really do like this. Well, with a certain person and whatever. Sure. So, someone randomly comes but, up and fast slaps me in the face. But that's still... That's <laughs> but still... I, I'm sorry. Didn't no, go ahead. It's um, uh, conflicting. It's conflicting. I don't like people pulling my hair. It is a huge trigger for me because in childhood there was a member, a male member of the family who used to do that and then he'd pinch my ass and I was this little girl and I just... I, I don't allow hardly anybody to do that and yet the right person does it and it's, it's very frustrating to me because I don't understand how it can completely flip just because it's the right person. Why does it make me 
furious in one sense and absolutely aroused in another. Because the arousal is the real feeling and the pissed off part is the programming from the person that abused your trust when you were younger. So you had to develop a wall to protect yourself from that. So you set an ethic and a moral in place that says nobody will fucking pull my hair and nobody will pinch my fucking ass or I will fucking kill them. That is the thing that was programmed. But the, but the nature is, is that you really do like your hair pulled. If nobody did that to you when you were young, it is very likely that that would not have ever have had to have been an issue for you. And you might have developed a thrill for getting your hair pulled all the time at the hair salon, you know, at the, you know, people you meet in the street. Oh, I love having my hair pulled. <laughs> my you know, hairstylist. My oh. hairstylist, you know, whatever. Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? I, I, also, I never thought of it that way. I also think in your, your situation, consent. The, the bottom line is you have a basic consent with your lover who does that and where you get turned on. I have a consent with Boogie when he slaps me in the face. If someone does it non-consensually, then it's... Hmm. Interesting. So it has to, So we're talking about bonding. I think you guys yeah. fixed me. <gasps> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> I I, just, it has ceased to become that frustrating all of a sudden. It becomes that balance. And I really, I got to watch this stupid movie again. I literally watched like 40 minutes of it last night because there was on YouTube and there was actual titties and stuff. So <laughs> I was all like pervin. But, you know, the that whole mentality of, hey, you know, if you live in that shell your whole life, your life is going to be fucking miserable. Because all you're going to do is live in that fear that other people put in you. And now you have surrounded with these people do it with religion. People do it with, you know, what types of jobs they're supposed to do. But if there's not a place in your life where you can find a safe place, which is what we try to build in the community, where you can tear away those, those protective programs, you're never really going to be able to find yourself. And if you're ashamed of what you really are, then you're just creating bullshit to make up something that you're not. Hmm. How very interesting. I can't thank both of these posters enough, both Nightbird and Lady mm -hmm. Fancy. Those were some great topics and they were, they wrote a, a couple of really great posts. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you know what time it is for now? Hmm. Time for a really bad dirty joke. It might suck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miss Curious got us all these jokes. Okay. And so, uh, you know, it's time to get one out to like lighten the mood. This is a great joke. You will love it and laugh a lot. And it's rhetorical. <laughs> Don't try to mandate? answer it. <laughs> Don't try to. It's rhetorical. Don't just just say how or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Don't try to answer it. All right. Because you did that last time. <laughs> I did. Okay, I'm gonna tell this joke. Time for a really bad oh my God. Joke. It might suck. Yeah. <laughs> how do you embarrass an archaeologist? How. Give him a used tampon and ask him which period it came from. Ew. That was a really bad joke. What do you want? Squirrels. Squirrels. Horrible. Squirrels. I don't blame Miss Curious. I blame you. It was a great fucking joke. <laughs> ask him what period it's from. You guys don't think that was fun. Mark said you would laugh. God damn it. Vaginas and paninuses, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are going to talk about now. Paninuses. Paninuses. <laughs> All right. I, I know I got to make more jingles for the host topics because obviously we're going to have a lot more of them. Okay. So this is the type. Uh, 
this was something actually that that I wrote about because it, it's been just a long term peeve, and sometimes you have those rants, and you're like, I'm gonna write about this, and then like a year goes by, and then you see someone else do it, and you're like, I'm gonna write about this. That was a good post. I read it. So so I'll read a little bit of it. So I start the post. With talking about all the cool, interesting people, sometimes weird, awkward people you want to take care of, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes, but there is one that you meet in the dungeon that mentally shoves hot sauce in my pee hole every time. And that is the uber dominant sadist that needs to impress everyone at how sadisty they are. Are we familiar with this? Or am I the only one on this? I've seen them from a distance. I've never had interactions with them. It's it is amazing, and this is not gender specific. Just as many female Uber doms play this game as men. They share. Why are you raising your hand? To this? They share story after story of the depths of their sadism and how badass they are. They take great grinning pride in showing all who listen that they have the cool demeanor of a serial killer and that the horrific things they do to people has no emotional effect on them because they're so damn badass. To which I say. You, sir, ma'am, are a floundering frozen poop on a metal floor in an earthquake. Ew. I just don't. That line confuses me. <laughs> You're just shaking it's there. <laughs> it fucking. How can you be a badass? You are hitting a willing submissive who is not fighting you back and usually begging you to do stuff to them. There is nothing badass about that. Not a fucking thing. Well. Go. Okay. Is this a way that people? I have a bunch of questions, but you guys can go ahead and comment. It really is something that peeves. I mean, I agree, but I don't on some of it Um, because, yeah, if if uh, the the barking your 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 accomplishments into the wind, and you know, oh look at how badass I am. Like I have an issue with that, but to say that. You know, it doesn't take a certain amount of mental, you know, strength to get to that place or because I've done some shit where, you know, it goes against every ounce of my nature, you know, but and it gets me the fuck off. So, like, I do, you know, beat people with barbed wire canes and my panties are wet. You know, so know, I'm not, I'm you surely, don't brag about it. I'm sure it's and it's a it's a tone. It really is a tone. It's not saying, oh, we did this thing. There's never an inclusion of the bottom because who's really the badass? The fucking monkey that's fucking sitting there swinging at you, or the monkey that's getting hit with a barbed wire cane that's fucking smiling and thanking you afterwards. That seems a little more like in the in the post. I'm like, you want to show me a badass? Why don't you jump in the fucking ring with Conor McGregor and go fucking three rounds with him and see if you can make him submit then you're a badass by the way he's a ufc fighter who's fucking awesome and he talks a lot of shit um (laughs) you know that's badass to me going and taking and you know you have now defeated some but somebody is standing there saying please thank you sir ma'am and you're talking it's just it comes off as just so self jacking off you're never talking about the sub yeah and then i did this and she's (laughs) yeah and (laughs) It's it. it I, you're right. I've seen. I like. I said. I've I, seen don't, those folks. I don't. I don't interact with them. But in fact, a couple of weeks ago, here in the kitchen, there was some dude 
kind of leaning on the um, on uh, half sitting on the table, which pissed me off. I went to get a DM to tell him to get his fucking ass off the table where we're eating, but by then he had stood up, and he's speaking in a loud voice. Mm-hmm. He is very aware that everybody in the room can hear him. He has absolutely no sense of decency and the fact that other people may not want to hear what the fuck he's saying and that there are other conversations going on. So he's a general jackass and he's talking about everything that he's that he's d- doing or he plans to do that night and he's just very full of himself. I think that Was he actually talking, talking was he actually talking to anyone? He was talking to a group of three people, and I don't know why they were even listening to him because he they were like, "I'm off. new. <laughs> Is this what I'm I, supposed to do?" I can't get away from. Well, it. that's that's because uh, I I have been caught in those situations where someone's like basically I you know barking into the wind where they're like you know what I'm going to talk about myself and blah 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 and you look at him and go, "No one gives a shit." Yeah, <laughs> I I would pay to see you say that. We've, oh, we've said similar things to yeah. people at some, yeah. or you just start patronizing them and going oh i like pussy too <laughs> i stopped someone in the middle of a fucking diatribe like that and i'm like you know that's how it's fucking great but can you eat pussy really because it's fucking delicious and they're like what <laughs> we try to be you know nice here i i don't think and and really sadism is wonderful it is a it it is the yin to the yang of of masochism. You cannot have a, a heavy masochist without a heavy sadist. So there is a symbiotic relationship that has to happen. And for me, um, you know, sadism is a little more difficult to achieve for me. You know, Abyss talks about her you know challenges mentally. You know, and I used to be like a crisis counselor when I was a Christian minister. So um, I dealt with a lot of abused women and. And so it was a bigger, it like takes a lot for me. Sadism for me is about a means to an end, whereas to, it's about getting off. Abyss? To abyss, it's about <laughs> getting off. Note to delete. Um, but for me, it, there has to be an actual like goal in mind. Like taking someone to a certain place. I still get off on it. I still like it. But it's, you know, so I'm, we're not dissing sadism. Mm-mm. We're ditch, dissing the attitude that you are somehow a better person than the person who is taking a fucking shitload of abuse. Yeah. And you're talking about them like they're dirt and somehow you're a badass. You don't see the cheetah walking around going, did you fucking see that gazelle I took down? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Well, that's, that's it. Mm. That's what you guys have. Any, oh, I'm sorry. I had, questions i was going to ask about it ask us questions no No, we answer them because we're no i I was (laughs) no i was gonna ask i'm like oh wait a minute i had a bunch of questions i'm a chode (laughs) i was no i was gonna say does it upset me because they're giving sadists a bad name and thus making me look bad and this is about my narcissism perhaps maybe a little is it hot to the bottom to love being hurt by someone that loves to hurt them yes actually it is. We recently had a, we had a, a, most of my, most of the heavy masochists that I've played with, their major get off is me getting off beating the crap Hurting out of them. them. Yeah. yeah, no, they, they, they're, they want to make sure that, you know, that they're, that I'm happy with it. Yeah. But you're not, you know, making notches on your bedpost and being an arrogant fuck who's wants to, everybody to know what you've achieved. No, because I, I, I will do this in private just as yeah. well as public. 
Sure. I'm, a, I'm, I'm much more of a narcissist. I'm all about just me getting the fuck off in, in the bottom. <laughs> I could give a fuck less about anyone else. All right. There I dragged the topic on a little bit longer. Mark, are you going to pick the fetish roulette topic? Come over here. Shake it into the microphone, please. Thank you. All right. This is the fetish roulette. Mark's going to pick a topic of a random kink that we don't know exactly much about the kink. <laughs> And oh, then no. I'm going to study it, and then we're going to talk about I it next week. I wanted this one because I don't even know what it is. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Froterism? Oh, you frote. Froterism? Froterism. Is it, is so it it's like, like Lord, Lord of the, Lord of the Rings? Rings? <laughs> this is like when you jack off on a furry hobbit's feet or something? Frotoism? Yeah. Frotoism. <laughs> yeah, Frodo. Frodo. No, not F-R-O-D or You shall not piss on my hobbit feet. <laughs> Frotorism. Okay, so next week we're going to talk about... Uh, Hobbits. Fro- Hobbits. Can you please write that down I so will. I spell it right? Because I'm going to spell it F-R-O-D-O. <laughs> Frotobaganism. <laughs> it's the attraction the, 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 to the, that. The need for long walks. The need for long walks. World News. Oh, different jingle. Mm. Damn. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking for the jingle. And I just, I found this and I don't have any recollection of making it. And so I figured it was a little sci-fi for you. So this is the part where we get uh, our listeners send in stories, kind of kink sex related stories from around the world. Some of them not really going out the best. And here, like my eight foot page, because the wrong printer worked. And so it's you know very big page here. That's a large so you can actually you have there. So, so you can read it. Shut up. So here's the story we're going to talk about. You might have heard this if you are in the States or in the St. Louis area. Woman gives vodka butt shots at a bar on New Year's Eve causing a riot after diarrhea explosion. Uh, butt shots? That is our show. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Butt shots? Okay, look at the picture first. Look at the oh, girl's mug shot. Geez. What happened? Because they pushed her off the bar. Oh, jeez. All right, so I'll read a little bit of this. St. Louis, an evening of body shots and drunken adults turned into a violent riot during a New Year's celebration after several men lined up to receive vodka butt shots from 28-year-old Sullivan. Uh, I don't know, just to be nice, I'll muff her name. According to patrons at the Timber Creek Bar in St. Louis, Missouri, it is not uncommon for women to crawl on the bar and offer body shots to men. However... It was the first time shots had ever been delivered this way. So they go on to talk about how drunk she was. And so she basically got her friend and a bottle of Kettle One. And she went and pulled down her pants. And her friend poured the fucking whole bottle in her ass. And they put a straw in it. And this is a a thing. And and it says she let loose a good one and clear liquid flew out. So several of the drunk dudes in there went for it. But it was the last guy that got more than he bargained (gasps) for. Oh, my God. (laughs) According to witnesses, Sullivan, I'm just going to read it. Sullivan began serving men with a straw, but eventually dropped her drawers, blah, blah, blah. Geysers of Yellowstone Park. Everything was going fine until the last one showed up and the remains of the corn chowder she had for lunch 
sprayed everywhere. The victim began vomiting next to the bar, while several of the men pushed Sullivan off face first into a concussion. And you look at the picture of her face. She looks like the fucking elephant man. Her whole head is swollen. I am horrified at that story. And she is now suing the bar for not doing more to protect her from the riot. Herself? <laughs> she said she was drunk. She doesn't remember any no. of it. No, okay. So vodka bud shots. So right, this so- is... As as a nurse, what do you got for me there? Oh, so much. First of all, I believe we, we if you go back a couple couple uh, episodes, I believe I talked about the whole E. coli thing. You oh. know, just saying. Ass to mouth. That was ass to mouth. That was just ass to mouth. Yeah, that was that, that was, was a yeah. whole lot of that ass was to mouth. internal that, ass, ass to, to mouth. mouth. That was getting in there. Yeah, that was no tongue around no, the rim. No, no, that was here. Have have what's in my butt. And secondly, for this this young lady who made poor life choices. You shoved an entire bottle of Kettle One up your ass. <laughs> you... hey, at least she chose no. a quality alcohol. Well, you know, yeah, a quality it's... spirit there yeah. to be putting up your cool. Okay, first of all, when ah. someone, when someone, you, you <laughs> can get her done. When when you can when you ingest that amount, part of your safety reflex is the ability to vomit. When when you are able to expel it because you're getting too drunk, it's literally poisoning you, and your body goes no no. And that's why you vomit a lot of times. I think her her ass did a pretty good job of expelling. The problem is with your uh, when you ingest it, it goes into the stomach and sits. When you are in, if you stick it up your butt, you are instantly absorbing it into your bloodstream. There is no vomiting. There is no way to get rid of it. So she literally could have killed herself. Yeah, a lot of people die. Yeah, from alcohol poison. A lot but, of yeah. a lot of fraternities do like you know keg. You know they. Well, I mean, put we've done we've done we've and... done enemas, but it's like it's a ratio. Yeah, it's, and you it, still get buzz depending on how much you put in there. It really is about. They said when it goes on in the story and it talks about her showing up and they blew her at about four times over the legal limit, mm-hmm. which I think should have been higher. But um, obviously, maybe she's a drinker. Um, but yeah, you can do alcohol enemas alcohol in the butt and yes you do get more buzz but you really have to be careful like if you can drink one you know if you can drink four shots and get a buzz you should maybe put one shot up your butt because people really do die from alcohol poisoning it's it's a thing doing this and And it's it's really popular they do it with robitussin they do it with cough syrup medicine they're putting a lot of stuff up well she's suing because they pushed her off the bar and she looks like elephant man now well you know what i have i just there's nothing funny to me about this this story and i'm i'm absolutely horrified (laughs) and stop fucking laughing man (laughs) But she, bar, sued, she blows! to sue the bar is yeah. like takes a personal personal responsibility, <laughs> you stupid cunt. Exactly. <laughs> and the, wait, wait, I think the best is, okay, she insists, wait, I'll read the last line and then we're just going to end the show on this because we're not doing Mad Libs. Um, she insists she has no recollection, recollection of the incident after hitting her head and is suing the bar for their inability to control the situation. Timber Creek Bar says they have banned body shots from ever, ever being allowed at the bar again. So not only is she suing because she can't, she can't personally take care of herself, herself, but now she's ruined it for everybody at this bar who could never have body shots because of her. Yep. Fucking bitch. 
And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing the perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. And thank you to all of our... Ge- oh, Lady my God. You know what? Emergency. That's it. <laughs> no more. <laughs> thank, Go ahead. Thank you for our guests, our hosts, and stuff. To Abyss. Woo! To Boogie. Woo! Yay. To Kathy. Yay. Woo! To Mark. Woo! If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast.gmail.com and visit the perverted, uh, visit pervertedpodcast.com. So as you go out into the world, please don't put large amounts of alcohol into your anus after you've eaten some sort of weird chowdery thing. <laughs> Be safe to yourself, love yourself, and uh, just remember, Perverted Podcast family is right here waiting for you. Until next week. To mock you. To mock you. (laughs) Until next week, enjoy the naughty. We are out of here. Dude, seriously, what the fuck? Still horrified. Still horrified. Dumb bitch. Just look at her face. (laughs) Hey, what happened to Mad Libs, man? (laughs) Don't die, Boogie. (laughs) Mad Libs? Did you forget? There's like 80 fucking questions on it. There's no way we were going to fucking do it. Bad idea. It was just a bad abort, idea. Abort. Abort. <laughs> All right. Who picked my chair?